there has been so much moving around in my life. I took an honorable and much needed rest last week to just be with myself and my family more. My father made a, an unexpected visit and there was a lot going on to say the least, but I knew it was necessary. And it's because I set a further commitment to caring for quality time with family for this particular episode that it made total sense to take care of us first. And this folks is what it's all about. Welcome you beautiful soul. I will always thank you for the time you take for yourself and caring for your needs, whether small or big, but definitely bigger than before. Because this is a place where you're invited to think more deeply, to feel your emotions or struggles, rather than avoiding or bypassing them and wishing they weren't here anymore. You get to stand up for yourself and begin to continue unraveling patterns and programs that are troubling you, stunting you from living a brilliant, full life by ultimately making decisions for yourself that you fully stand behind. I feel it's only necessary to share a bit of what happened just a few nights ago. It was a profound night as my family attended my uncle's wake to pay her respect and share an incredible, incredible stories about his life. It was a three hour service that started with, you know, people trickling in and my daughter had incredible energy. That's what I noticed immediately. First of all, she had never been to a funeral home before or been around people that in that particular setting after a loss of a loved one. At two years old, we lost my grandmother, her great grandmother. And it was during that time, the restricted connected connection time. And so my grandmother's service was over Zoom. This was totally not the same. And it also landed on the same day of my daughter's birthday party. So kind of weird, but this was really different for her. And she wanted to play. She wanted to run. She wanted to crawl like an animal. And I knew that I wasn't there to tell her how she needed to act. I pulled her in a few times, but she was army crawling and weaving on the ground in between all these chairs. And at some point an adult told her to stop that. Then with all the adults talking and sharing stories, I noticed that she was around a circle, but it didn't seem like she was a part of the conversation. And that did eventually change at the end, like the last half hour or so, but this is what came from that change. I got a glimpse of her sitting against the wall with this long, sad face on. And I, I turned to her and I asked her why she had this sad face on as I walked towards her. And she started to speak and I wanted to be completely present with her. And so I reminded myself to listen, to listen closely. I asked her if she was upset or sad. And she immediately answered upset and then paused and then came sad. And in that moment, I knew that she was able to be with her truth, that her truth allowed her to open up more. And so lots began to came out, come out. She, she ended up crawling into my lap and I, I wrapped my arms around her. And she continued to unload more and more, saying things like, you know, I, I can't get a word in. No one's listening to me. I don't matter. 
And hearing those words, I felt like she was connecting to that old, younger version of me. I knew exactly how she felt. And I also knew exactly how to support her. Now, three years ago, if I look back, I would have gotten upset with myself and I would have gotten defensive, taking on this feeling like I was the one to blame for not being a good parent and in turn feeling guilt rise up. I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been able to hold the space for her if that was my triggered response. Actually, this week I'm sharing a three-part series on moving away from mom guilt. And this is so, so, so helpful. I couldn't not share this story openly on my podcast. So what did I do instead? Instead of blaming or guilt tripping myself, I, I helped her with some of her language, but mostly holding the safe space for her to release these thoughts and feelings that were all coming up. I have even seen this little girl before the age of five use the Ho'oponopono prayer words to release guilt from acting out and being mean and hurtful. She And she had never seen or heard the words before from me. So witnessing this powerful innate quality in her at such a young age is the most clear proof that we all have it in us and even more necessary for adults now to show up for themselves to process, to feel through it, to release all the hurt, the guilt, anything, the anger, the resentment, and heal from this in order for us to grow with this deep sense of security and knowing of our God-given worth. This is really what it means to meet your unbreakable spirit. And I feel so fortunate to be a guide for her, for you, and for me. Now, this is a fast action bonus to sign up early for my Unbreakable group that begins the second week in January. And it's one free one-on-one coaching call that will help you immediately step into more of your God-given worth to create your dream life. I'm including the link to sign up in this episode, as well as a link to have a personal call with me to dive into more of your story and what is going to help you move forward with grace, compassion, and love. So maybe it's unbreakable. Maybe it's guided love. Maybe it's something else. But I will help you see what is possible with a more clear understanding of what you need and what you've been holding back on. And so the last episode, if I go back, that was rooted in self-forgiveness I did state that there would be a nicely wrapped gift and bow tie for you to open this holiday. And it's obviously more love, more love for yourself, more love for your child or children, more love for your partner, your family, your friends, and even strangers. There's a few things that this gift needs, and it's obviously going to come from you. So we will spend a little time going into the traditional dynamics, not Christmas traditions, not when you put the Christmas tree up, who you're having dinner with, not those, the traditional dynamics that may have been hurtful or not helpful or supportive, or maybe they have been helpful and encouraging. The main string of points being made is that you see what is working well for yourselves and others, and you see what isn't working well. This isn't about all the negative. That's not what this, the past is all about. 
although online kind of keeps us trapped in that. But you are in a position to learn more about yourself when you dive into an understanding of what has felt nice for you and what has felt hurtful, disruptive, more isolating, or even neglectful. And how is that continuing to show up for you today? I want to mention again that I have this free three-part training series around mom guilt that is offering gold mines of realizations, healing, and of course, growth. So I want to make sure that you, you and I are friends on Facebook and you can send me a message to be part of the conversation and the experience. This is really so, so beneficial and it goes beyond the walls of social platform. And one of the things I started with in part one of this uh, moving away from mom guilt series is a series of questions, open questions that have you dive into what is, what is coming up? Where is this coming from? And a series of questions that hold ge genuine, gentle curiosity that have you thinking more deeply about yourself and the stories that you're telling yourself is really eye-opening. So a simple yet powerful question like, how often do I get triggered with guilt? Has you not only answering it in the moment, but then subconsciously setting a stage to view it in action. You are the actor. You are also the director and you are also the audience. You are all of it. And so if you sit with this answer, you can access these different roles in observation. What is your body telling you when you, you feel this feeling? And we'll, we'll continue with guilt because I know it's a feeling that us mothers have felt at some point or many times in motherhood. So what, what is your body telling you when you feel this guilt rise up? And then as the audience, which is your automatic reaction from the feeling, what do they start to say or respond with? Are there boos? Is there shaming? Most likely it's not a form of celebration unless you hear that slow hand clap that comes from the form comes in the form of congratulations. See, you did it again. That is shaming. And that isn't a response that is helpful or supportive to the actor. Do you see where I'm going with this? And so it's easy to fall into behaviors our body is programmed with. It's not as easy, especially without tapping and nervous system retraining and regulation to bring in a different response. The idea is to get clear, and the intention is to decide what comes next. And then to take on that role of the director and be in the position to decide what line comes next, where the actor is positioned and so on. The director does this all with intentional thought. And as they see it through, they're coming back to that big picture. And as a mother, as a role model and a leader, you're coming back to your vision, your, your dream life. What do you want to see? What do you want to feel? What do you want to experience? I know you certainly don't want to have this feeling of guilt, take control of your body and do things that like snap on your child or ignore your partner to give that cold shoulder and walk away. Oh man, have I done that so many times. And what we have to face is it's often giving this impression that we don't care and that the person doesn't truly matter. This reaction is coming from a place of hurt and it's continuing to hurt others and yourself. It will continue like it has 
to be the disruption of love and peace in your home. And, the, and remember that home is both the physical space that you reside in and your heart. You're tending to both. When you stand up to what behaviors have been a part of your automatic response and what you're doing and becoming that is different. Then it's certainly not changing or morphing you to fit in or overcompensate or overgive because that is what you are used to. That was the actor that was disconnected from the director and the audience that didn't like the play. The audience felt uncomfortable, maybe even hovering on their, the edge of their seat, undecided whether what they wanted to stay or go. This is what your nervous system does in freeze mode. It's part of that, that indecisive, doesn't feel comfortable speaking up about something or even defending yourself when you're being bullied. I was in this place a few months ago when there was tension, there was really high tension at my old job and I was completely stopped in my tracks. I noticed because I had nothing to say back. It also happened when I was in front of a judge in review of my first arrest back in 2019. And the judge actually asked me, why are you not showing any emotion to this? It's new because I knew myself. I knew that if I let that wall down, I would not be able to speak. I would lose every part of bodily control and I would drop to my knees. And so this comes from a wall that we have formed inside and against ourselves as protection. My wall as protection against my, how I felt was always leading me. I held back my feelings for 28 years and it was really hard to let myself go there. I'll tell you what, talk therapy wasn't helpful. Neither was sitting in meditation. It was one wall met after another wall after another. Freeze mode can often come with distraction, like watching TV, food, scrolling social media, more food. Oh, and I was so good at distracting myself. At the height of my dysregulation, I was a cleaning freak. I would spend hours and hours every week reorganizing, sifting, cleaning, washing, scrubbing, all to distract myself from doing what I felt was really hard. And maybe it was a, those job applications that I was feeling defeated and afraid to do because I kept getting rejected. Maybe it was the pain and resentment from being kicked out of my dad's house with no job or money and a six month old baby. Maybe it was the months I stayed in a past relationship that was destructive and abusive, even though I didn't want to be there, I couldn't make the decision to leave. Finally, coming to know and understand where this has been coming from. About two years ago, I decided to make a plan of action. And that plan consisted of being my own emotional support system and started with looking at the way I was reacting to certain things in my environment. Now, I will say that it goes way back because the triggered state was coming from a place of being attacked and threatened as a kid. I received both of these regularly after my parents separated. And there is no blame on what they did because I know why it was showing up for them. And I know how they didn't know how to healthily navigate through. I was also really used to being in the explosive chaos and dealing with the mess. 
and also never receiving an apology. So both of these behaviors that I carried with myself and my relationships also derailed myself from ever apologizing, which is why I brought forgiveness into episode 38. It's so important for us to offer ourselves self-forgiveness in order to move through and move on from whatever mistake we have made in the past that has harmed us. There were so many signs pointing me in the direction of breaking up with my past. And so that is exactly what I started to do. And I continue to implement the training and the pathway that I teach and guide others with and for myself. If my plan of action meant I was doing things differently, I needed to look at what was I continuously doing that wasn't helpful or supportive so that I could come up with a different approach. And so the same looked like division within myself. It was a strong divide that was saying that I didn't trust myself. And it was a disruption that came in the form of distraction, delusion, and defenses. On the other side, I looked at what would be different, that distraction would be met with where I am now, what is coming up through my body. How can I sit with my thoughts with gentle curiosity to move them, to move through them and with them. The delusion would be met with a magnifying lens of who I really am. I am not what others think of me. I am not a bad person. I am not always wrong. I needed compassion with that curiosity to claim what was really true for me. And so the defenses would be met with softness, grace, and understanding. I didn't need everything to happen immediately and I could keep climbing because my will to act in accordance with my true self, being on board and and cheering myself on meant I was doing right by me. As you decide what is best for you and your family this time of year and far beyond, I invite you to go into remembrance of who you are, what you need, and the peace and love you truly deserve. Next week is going to be all about the acting, acting out the defenses we built up to fit in as we hide behind our true feelings and self and how you can shift into being more bold with your choices as you honor what you need to feel like a happy, whole, harmonized human. Thank you for listening. I have so much gratitude for who you are and who you're becoming. So much love. Bye for now.